According to the Torah, the strict letter of the law, a person can only become Tomei from something that is Tomei on the level of an Avhatuma, which is a severe primary level of impurity. If a person comes in, into contact with something that is Tomei on the level of an Avhatuma, he will become Tomei. Now, food and drink can never be on such a high level of an Avhatuma. And it follows automatically that a person would never be able to become Tomei from food or drink. That having been said, Medjura Bonon, if somebody eats or drinks Tomei food or liquid, as long as he consumes enough of it, he will become Tomei Medjura Bonon. Now, the reason for this rabbinic decree is because, in general, when somebody eats a significant amount of food, it makes him thirsty and so one tends to drink in close proximity to when he eats, which means that there is likely to be a food and a drink in one's mouth at the same time. And this leads to a concern that somebody might end up having some truma food inside his mouth, and whilst it's in his mouth, he might drink a different liquid, and if that liquid is tome, he'll end up making the truma tome. Truma is the portion of one's produce that he needs to give to a koyen, and that food has sanctity to it, and it is forbidden to allow it to become tomei, let alone make it tomei directly. And also, there's also a possibility that it could be the opposite way around. It could be that there is tomei solid food, and there's a truma liquid. For example, wine could be truma, and there's a concern that you're going to make the wine tomei. And in order to avoid such a situation, the Chachomim instituted that somebody who consumes Tomei food or Tomei drink will become Tomei himself, and he won't even be able to eat Truma at that time. So certainly no one's going to come to have Tomei food or drink in his mouth at the same time as he has Truma in his mouth. Now there is a minimum amount of food or drink that he would need to consume for him to become Tomei, and the Mishnah explains, all different kinds of solid food combined together to make up the minimum amount of food that is needed to make a person's body Tomei Midrabanan, and thus he wouldn't be able to eat Truma until he purifies himself, but Kachatsi Pras, and that minimum amount is the size of half a loaf of bread. Any less than that usually won't make a person thirsty, so there isn't really a concern to start with. Likewise, the Mishnah continues, All different kinds of liquids would combine to make up the minimum amount of a revies, a quarter of a loig of impure liquids, which would make the body tome as well, The reason for this measurement of a revies, a quarter of a loig, is because that's the minimum amount of liquid that is tome that can make something else tome. When the Mishnah says all different kinds of liquids, we're referring specifically to the seven liquids that are able to become and make other things tome, and that is water, wine, oil, honey, milk, blood, and dew. Now, what exactly has this got to do with our Masechta? So the Mishnah notes that this is a stringency that exists with regards to this rabbinic decree of somebody who drinks Tomei liquids in relation to the laws of a mikveh. In that the Chachomim equated other liquids with water. All of the seven liquids that one consumes will make him Tomei if they are Tomei. On the other hand, with regards to the laws of a mikveh, water is very much different to other liquids. 
As we have seen, Tommy water can be purified via a mikveh if there is contact between the mikveh water and the Tommy water. We consider all of the Tommy water to be a part of the mikveh and therefore it will be purified. On the other hand, if there is a different liquid that comes into contact with the mikveh, we're not able to consider that to be a part, an extension of the mikveh and therefore it can't be purified. This is the concept of hashoka, when the water itself is purified. So for hashoka, that only works with water, whereas this rabbinic decree that refers to tommy liquids that are consumed by somebody, that applies to all liquids and not just water. Mishnah Ches. Really, the previous Mishnah was a kind of introduction to this last Mishnah of the Masechta. If somebody eats Tomei foods, the Shosam Ashkim Tomeim, or he drinks Tomei liquids, so Medjabonon, he would become Tomei, and therefore Toval, he went to the Mikvah in order to be purified. And then the Hekion, he vomited up that food or drink that he had consumed earlier on, Tomeim. That food and drink which come out of his mouth will be because they were not purified whilst they were in the body. Even though the person himself went to the mikveh whilst that food or drink were inside of his stomach. So I might have thought that just like the person and his entire being become tahar. So to anything inside of him should also have become tahar in the mikveh. However, this is not true because the food and drink are not considered to be an actual part of the body, and food and drink cannot be purified in a mikveh. However, there is one type of liquid that can be purified in the mikveh, and that is water. If somebody drank tome water, and in order to purify himself, he went to the mikveh, and later on he vomited up that water, the water is pure, because it became purified inside of the person's body when he went to the mikveh. Because as we have seen, water is unique in that it can become purified in a mikveh. And just like the person became purified in the mikveh, the water that is inside of him also was purified. What happens if somebody bolatabas to he swallowed a pure metal ring, nichnas loyalames, and he then went into a room, he was underneath the same roof as a dead body, and thereby he became Tomei. Hizar Vashona, he was sprinkled with the ashes of a Pora Aduma, and he did that again, he did that twice. In order to be purified from impurity from a dead body, one needs to be sprinkled with the ashes of the Pora Aduma on the third and seventh day. That's twice in total since he became Tomei. And that's what he did, and the final step in the procedure of becoming Tohar from that severe level of impurity is going to the mikveh on the seventh day, so the Toval, he went to the mikveh as well. And after all of that, the Hekiah, he then vomited up that ring that he had swallowed. The ring is just like it was originally, that is to say, it is still Tohar pure. The reason being that it is tahara belua. It's an item that is swallowed up inside of a different item, and the rule is that such an item cannot become tome at all. So even though the person himself became tome whilst the ring was inside of him, the ring never became tome. Now what happens if Bolatabas Tomeya, if he originally swallowed a tome ring? So since he had contact with a tome ring, he himself became tome. We're talking about a ring that is tome enough to make a person tome. The person became Tomei, so Toivel, he should go to the mikveh to purify himself, and once he does so, he is fit to eat Truma, he's considered to be totally pure. Even though he has a Tommy ring inside of him, which does not become purified whilst the, well, when the person went to the mikveh. 
With regards to water, there is a very unique law that water becomes purified even if it's inside of the person when the person goes to the mikveh. This is via the process called hashoka, and hashoka has its own rules, but with regards to regular items, in, in order for them to be purified, they need to have actual contact with the water of the mikveh. And the ring was inside of the person's body, and it didn't become purified. Nevertheless, as long as it's inside of the person's body, it will not make him tome, because this is tumabulua. It is a source of impurity that is swallowed up inside of a different item, and that cannot transmit its impurity onwards to something else. In the same way as an item that is totally swallowed up by a different item cannot become Tomé, so too a source of impurity that is totally swallowed up cannot make other things Tomé. Even the thing that is directly covering it and it is being swallowed up by. Now it follows that Hekia, if the person vomits up that ring later on, Tomea, the ring itself is still Tomé, as we explained, because the mikvah didn't purify it, it didn't come into contact with it at all. With Timatu, and automatically that would make the person Tomé as well, because as soon as it comes out of his body, and of course has contact with him as it does so, so now that it is in the open, it's not swallowed up, it does have the ability to make the person Tomé, and indeed he would become Tomé. Ends of the Mishnah, If there is an arrow that has been stuck into a person's body, in a case where the tip of the arrow can be seen on the outside of his body, which means that it didn't penetrate through the skin totally, then it would actually be a chatzitza if a person went to the mikveh whilst it was in that state, because the tip of the arrow is blocking a part of the outer surface of the skin from touching the water of the mikveh. However, if the the tip of the arrow cannot be seen at all, which means that it penetrated through the skin very much, so then, in terms of the surface of the skin, there is no chatzitza. So, he would be able to go to the mikveh and eat truma. He would be considered totally pure, since no chatzitza exists in that case. Solik maseches mikveh mazeltov. Masech Nido discusses when blood flows from a woman's womb, and in the same way as a woman who gives birth and an actual baby comes out of her womb, she becomes Tomé. If it's a baby boy, she becomes Tomé for seven days. If it's a baby girl, she becomes Tomé for 14 days. So too, when blood comes out of her womb, which usually occurs monthly, she also becomes Tomé. And the general rule is that when blood comes out of her womb, she becomes Tomé as in Nidor for seven days. And during those seven days, it doesn't really matter how many times blood comes out of her womb... From the first time that blood comes out of her womb, for the next seven days, she is Tomé as a Nidor. Now, at the end of that period of seven days, there is a period of 11 days where it's considered to be irregular for blood to come out of her womb. And if blood does come out of her womb during those 11 days, she is considered to be a Zova. A Zova is also Tomé, both a Nidor and a Zova are Tomé on the level of an Avhatuma, which is a primary level of impurity. And another very important con- consequence of them being a nida or a zova is that it's forbidden for such a woman to have relations with her husband. And if they do have relations, then they are both punished by the severe punishment of kores, where they are, so to speak, cut off from Hashem, possibly the most severe punishment that exists. And that punishment applies both to the man and to the woman if they intentionally have relations whilst she is a nida or a zova. If they do so unintentionally, then they would be liable to bring a korban chatos, a sacrifice in order to atone for that severe sin. 
Now, during these 11 days, as we mentioned, if she sees that blood has come out of her womb, then she becomes Tome as a Zovar. But whereas the impurity of a Nidor lasts for seven days, the impurity of a Zovar can last just a day. That is to say that if she saw that blood had come out of her womb on one of those 11 days, then the next day, the following day, she should go to the mikvah, and as long as no other blood comes out of her womb on that day, she will become tohar at nightfall. And she would once again be permitted to have relations with her husband, she would no longer have that severe level of an avha tumah. And the truth is, even if she does see that blood comes out of her womb again on that day, so for two days in a row she saw that blood came out of her womb, she would still have the same status of a zava, and she should go to the mikveh the following day on the third day. However, if on the third day she sees that blood comes out of her womb, so now blood has come out of her womb for three consecutive days, then she becomes known as a Zova Gdoila. Until now, she was called a Zova Katana, which literally means a minor Zova. But if blood emanates from her womb for three consecutive days, then she becomes a Zova Gdoila, a major Zova whose impurity lasts for seven days, just like the impurity of a Nidar. In addition, at the end of that seven-day period, as well as going to the mikvah in order to purify herself, she also is obligated to bring certain korbanos, certain sacrifices, in the Beis HaMikdash. Either way, this is usually a regular occurrence for her to become a zova. Usually during these 11 days, she doesn't see any blood coming out of her womb, and assuming that to be the case, so the cycle would start again at the end of that 11 days, if she sees blood coming out of her womb, she will become a nidah, She'll be Tommy as a Nidor for seven days, and then they'll have we'll have the eleven days during which if she sees blood, she'll become a Zova. Begins the Masechta. Shama Omer Shamai says, Kola Noshim Dayon Shaton, all women who see that blood has come out of their womb, we're talking about at the beginning of all of the cycle for her to become a Nidor, when she'll be Tommy for the next seven days. Shamai holds that Dayon Shaton it is sufficient for them to be considered tome from the time that they see the blood. Even though there is a possibility that the blood appeared on the surface of her skin a while after exited the womb. Sometimes the blood gets stuck on the walls of the birth canal, and so it could be that really the blood came out of her womb even a few days ago, and she only discovered it later on when it finally reached the surface of her skin. Since we don't know that that's the case, essentially this is considered to be a doubt as to whether or not she became Tomei beforehand. There is a very basic principle called Chazoka. Chazoka states that in a case of a doubt, we're able to presume that the status of something hasn't changed. We know that certainly the woman was Tahar, she was pure, and we're unsure whether she became Tomei or not. We know that right now she definitely is Tomei, but in terms of the last couple of days, we have a doubt as to whether she became Tomei or not. The principle of Chazaka states that we should presume that she remained Tahar as she had been until now. And therefore, Shammai hold that she's only considered to be Tomei from the time that we know blood had come out of her womb which is when she discovers the blood on the surface of her skin. However, Hillel Omer, Hillel says, We are concerned that she is Tomei from one examination until the next. 
even for many days, meaning we are concerned that possibly the blood exited her womb earlier on, and therefore any sanctified food like truma and carbonice that need to be kept tahar pure, or else they can't be eaten, with regards to things like that, if she touched any of those in the last few days, we are concerned that possibly they are tomei. So really, anything like that that she touched since the last time she checked whether blood had come out of her womb is considered to be Tomei out of doubt. Now, Hillel agree that Midoraisa, according to the Torah, she is considered to be pure and there is no concern because of the concept of Chazaka, like Shammai explained. Nevertheless, just like we find many stringencies that the Chachamim put into place in order to protect the purity of Truma and the meat of Karbanais, According to Hillel, this is an additional stringency that applies specifically to those things, that with regards to Carbonis and Truma specifically, we are concerned that possibly she was Tome since earlier on. With regards to all other laws, for example, if somebody had relations with her during that time, they won't be obligated to bring a carbon. They won't be considered to be Tome, even though somebody who has relations with a Nidor becomes Tome. It's specifically with regards to the purity of carbonase and truma, which you want to protect, and there are many stringencies involved in preserving that purity. Specifically with regards to that, Hillel understand that Midira Bonon, we are concerned for her truma from earlier on. The Chachomim say a third opinion, like Devrezer, like Devrezer. The truth is not like the words of Shammai and not like the words of Hillel, Ella rather, a period of 24 hours would reduce the time since the last examination took place, the last time that she checked her womb, if any blood had come out of her womb, which she can do with a cloth, that's how she checks where the blood has come out of her womb, even if she hasn't seen any blood on the surface of her skin. And if the time since the last examination of her womb is less than 24 hours, then it's just that period of time that we have a doubt as to whether she was Tommy or not. And for that amount of time, any truma or carbon meat that she touched would be considered Tommy. Now, where do we get this period of 24 hours from? So we're going to learn later on in this perek, in this chapter, that Midira Bonon a woman who handles truma or the meat of carbonase, for example, if let's say she's the wife of a koyen. So it could be that she handles truma food pretty often, and the Chachom instituted that such a woman is obligated to use a cloth to check whether blood has come out of her womb twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. So by checking in the morning, she would know that any truma or carbon meat that she touched during that previous night is pure, if she indeed checked and found that no blood had come out of her womb, and checking at night would ensure that anything that she touched during that day, during the last 12 hours essentially, is pure. Now, because of this, it would emerge that it would be very uncommon for a woman to have touched the meat of carbonase or to have touched truma more than 12 hours ago, and not know that she was for sure pure, because really she should be checking every 12 hours whether she became Tome, and it therefore becomes a very uncommon case for a woman to have touched these things more than 12 hours ago and still have a doubt as to whether she was Tome or Tahar. And in general, the Chachomim don't make decrees for uncommon cases. And because of that, even if the Chachomim are going to be strict and say that we're concerned that possibly they became Tome, they should really only do so with regards to a common case, which would be things that she touched during the last 12 hours. 
And that's why certainly the Chachom disagree with Hillel, who holds that the Chachomim decreed that anything that she touched, even in the last few days, if she hasn't checked herself, that that would be Tomei. This is a very uncommon case that we would have a doubt as to with regards to something that she touched over 12 hours ago. And so really, according to the Chachomim, it should be that only with regards to things that she touched during the last 12 hours, we're going to be concerned for their impurity. However, as a kind of punishment for the woman not having checked, she's required to check every 12 hours, and she didn't check over the last 12 hours. As a sort of punishment, we are strict, and we say that anything that she touched over the last 24 hours, we add one more period of 12 hours, and anything that she touched, any trimmer or carbonis that she touched during the last 24 hours, out of doubt, we consider to be Tomei Midrabonon. But beyond that, there's no need to punish her, and in terms of making a decree to be concerned, it's a very uncommon case, and therefore they didn't apply their decree for something that she touched over 24 hours ago. Now, of course, the Mishnah added that if she has checked and examined whether blood came out of her womb in the last 24 hours, so that would reduce the time and only things that she touched since her last examination are included in the doubt, and only those would be Tomei Midrabonon. Continues the Mishnah, all of these concerns exist in a case where there is no particular pattern that the woman has, but any woman who has a pattern that she always sees blood at the same time, for example on the same date of the Jewish month, or the same time of day on that date of the month, if she sees blood at that same time, then everybody agrees that it's sufficient to assume that she became Tomei only at that time, because that's when she always becomes Tomei, so there's no reason to be concerned that possibly the blood came out of her womb earlier on. Now, another scenario, another time that a woman is obligated with Yabonon to check whether she became Tomei as a Nida or not, is when she has relations with her husband, because as we mentioned, to have relations with a nida is a very, very severe vera, a sin, and therefore before she has relations, she needs to use a cloth to briefly check whether blood has come out of her womb. And also, after she has relations, in order to ensure that no blood came out of her womb whilst she was having relations, she needs to check once again. However, naturally, the examination that she would do just before she has relations wouldn't be so thorough, but nevertheless, the Mishnah says that a woman who had relations and used cloths to check herself before and after doing so, this is as good as a proper thorough examination. It's good enough that this rabbinic stringency will no longer apply, and therefore, it would reduce the time of 24 hours or since the last examination. If more recently than that, she used these cloths to check herself when she had relations, so only things that she touched since then would be under a case of doubt, and the rabbinic stringency would apply to be concerned for their impurity. Mr. Bates, the previous Mishnah taught that if a woman has a fixed pattern that she always sees the blood at the same time of the month, then everybody agrees that she doesn't need to be concerned that possibly the blood came out of her womb earlier than she discovered it. Kate Zadayashaito, what exactly does this mean that it's sufficient to consider herself Tome only from the time that she sees it? For example, if she was sitting on a bed and she was involved in handling items that need to remain pure, like truma, and she came off the bed, and she discovered blood on her skin, she of course is considered to be Tomei. From now, she's definitely a nidar. However, all of the truma items that she has just touched, just a few moments beforehand, are considered to be pure, because only from the moment that she discovers the blood is she considered to be Tomei. 
it's important that she's no longer sitting on the bed, because if she was, then since she's right now a Nidor, she would make the bed that Tomei and the trimmer that is touching the bed would also become Tomei. Now, the second half of the mission goes back to talking about a woman who doesn't have a fixed pattern, and therefore we learnt Avapisha Omru, even though they said in the previous mission, Matama Ace Ace, that anything that she touched over the last 24 hours becomes Tomei, if it is Truma or Korbanais, food that must be kept to her. Even though that's true, the Mishnah says, She only counts her seven days of being a Nidah from the time that she saw the blood. Since this is only a rabbinic stringency to be concerned about the things that she touched earlier on, according to the strict letter of the law, though, she only becomes a Nidah from right now. So she's definitely going to be Tommy as a Nidah for the next seven days starting from now, not starting from earlier on. Because it's only a stringency that the Chachom said to be concerned for the Tumor earlier on. But in terms of all other laws, and in terms of her count of seven days, and then when the eleven days begin, that all goes according to the strict letter of the law, according to the laws of Chazaka, that it only starts from right now. And so for the next seven days, she's considered to be a Nidah, and then she'll have a period of eleven days during which, if she sees blood coming out of her womb, she will become a Zova, as we explained earlier on.